welcome to the Block Podcast. I am Chris Wells. And I'm Carolyn Winner. We are emotionally focused therapists. And we are here to be curious about the blocks in your relationships. And to learn to see those blocks as opportunities to connect. Welcome back to Blocked. Today, we want to talk about intimacy. Mm, it's not just sex. Not at all. Mm. Super easy topic to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Not intimidating at all for people. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but it's something that we're pretty comfortable talking about. Um, yes. You know, my, you know, my past kind of leads me into that. Kind of like a part of my story involves a lot of, you know, with whether it's it's sex or, or pornography. It's kind of a... I would say it's a an interest of mine, but it's like um you know it's a therapeutic you know uh, or a, clini- cl- a clinical focus of mine too. So, um you know I'm comfortable talking about it. I know you know your your work in in school you know mm-hmm. revolved a lot around that. Yeah, my uh so my first master's is in social psychology, and my thesis for that master's was about the causal relationship between sexual satisfaction and marital satisfaction. We followed newlywed couples for the first four years of marriage and tracked all kinds of aspects of their relationship, but that was the focus of my thesis. Um, And then, you know, I pivoted uh, career interests and became a therapist, but I maintained my interest in romantic relationships. And you really cannot do any kind of work in romantic relationships and not include sex and have your work be complete. And so um, I guess that makes both of us, Chris, very sex positive, right? That we think that sex is a very important aspect of relationship. And I would say it's also an important aspect of your overall health, Yeah. Um, that you have a safe and satisfying sexual relationship um, and sense of yourself as a sexual being. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when that, when that word intimacy comes up, like sex is like the first thing that comes to mind for yes. a lot of people. Right. Um, not necessarily in all situations, but I mean like. For sex, the most part. They, we used to talk about intimacy, like people think sex, you know, they think physical contact, you know, think closeness, you know, that's, that's what a lot of people see intimacy as, or that's like kind of the, the de- their definition, you know, social definition, definition of intimacy. But mm-hmm. um, so something I heard and I don't, I don't, I can't remember where I heard this. This was, this was probably in one of the workshops that we did. I don't know if it was, I don't know where you put it up, but intimacy is mm-hmm. in to you, I said, or into, into me, me, you see. see. Yeah. Into, into me, me see. see. Yeah. Into mm-hmm. me, see. There you go. I couldn't get it out right, but thank you for that. Um, gotcha. Teamwork. Yeah. But it's, it's that we talked about this earlier, naked vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know, that, that ability to, to be just, open like right you know what's more vulnerable than being naked right you know and that's i think that's when we think intimacy we think sex because that's like we are the most vulnerable we we don't have defenses we are wide open right you know we you know we we can be hurt you know in sex just like if we're wide open with what's going on inside us we are opening ourselves up to the risk of being hurt right right so a necessary component for intimacy mm-hmm. is vulnerability. Yeah. And it is, as we've said before, it is such a risk to be naked, to be physically naked, to be emotionally naked with other people, particularly with the 
most important mm. person or people to you. Yeah. You have a lot to lose if that doesn't go well. And so, you know, our focus is on blocks. Yeah. What stops us from being intimate with people? What are those blocks around intimacy? Mm, yeah. The first thing that comes up for me, the thing that I think of most is like, outside of vulnerable conversations, when I sense that somebody is very critical, you mm -hmm. know, when like their their words are critical to others or critical to me, or uh, at least that's what the, the messages I'm getting is this, the sound that, that what, that's what I'm hearing is a, is a critical message. That is like a red flag. It's like, yeah, I, there's no vulnerability right there. I can't, you know, I can't be, I can't be open there because there's, it feels like if I am open, mm -hmm. I'm going to get attacked, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's hard to, to get past that. But that would be like, for me, that would be a block when I hear, you know, negative comments right here, you know, something that sounds critical, you know, just that's an immediate like, boop, no go. Yeah. So the block would be the fear mm. of that critique or attack yeah, sure. if you were to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so that makes a lot of sense. It, I don't imagine anybody would say like, sure, <laughs> you know, bear yourself to that person that you experience, uh, you know, a lot of critique yeah. around. Um, I think another block is, you know, when we think about it physically, right? Mm. Like getting naked in front of somebody would be rejection. Sure. What if you see or hear something from me mm. that you don't like and you turn away and you turn away in disappointment or even worse, like in disgust. Yeah. And we all have thoughts and opinions about ourselves, about our bodies, about yes. our needs, our wants, um, both physically, sexually, emotionally, that, that, you know, run the risk of being rejected. And yeah. so it makes good sense to me. And I think I can resonate with that idea of not necessarily that I'm expecting that you're going to attack, but that I might be afraid mm. that you won't come toward me. Yeah. Right. That if I share this with you, you will move away. And then I'm stuck with not only the rejection, mm. but also the sense that it was my fault. Wow. That you moved away. Yeah. Because what if, if I hadn't shared that with you, right? There's like this sense of responsibility. So I think what you and I are both doing right now is trying to put words to the very good reasons why these things are not simple, yeah. right? That it makes sense. Your fear makes sense. I hope my fear makes sense. Um, and that these are just a couple of ways that our connection is blocked. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Those things that were like, yeah, I just, I don't like this part about me, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and that could be like a body image that could be, you know, something, you know, a personality trait you know i just don't like mm -hmm. this about me right um you know and and having you know having that opened up is scary mm -hmm. it's a risk mm -hmm. yeah right because we don't know how we'll be received mm -hmm. yeah and so um but that brings up a, a interesting question right there like you know a lot of what we talk about is you know being curious about about those things how do you be curious about a partner's insecurity Ooh. without making them feel more insecure. Like, you know, 
I noticed that you were really reluctant to have sex with me the other night. Right. What's going on there? You know, yeah. what's, you know, you, you don't, you, we only have sex in the dark, you know, or, you know, we, um, you know, I, I realize when, you know, when, when money comes up, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of back away. What's, what's up with that? So it's really funny that you're saying that because as a pursuer, those mm. are all questions I would ask <laughs> <laughs> because I would be noticing you. Mm. And noticing that something feels off or uncomfortable with you, and I would target those questions, right? I would say, tell me more. What's happening? That's my way of trying to find safety with you. Like, if you do let me in, then I know how to care for you better, and I know what's happening. But even the way you ask that question is like... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then as a withdrawer, I'm thinking of like the worst possible way that that could be presented to me. (laughs) And that's, (laughs) that's what I was articulating. So, right. And that's what, that's what pushes us apart from each other in in intimacy. Right. Is so, uh, my, so those questions would come from me out of my fear of being shut out, Mm. of being not wanted or not included. And so I go reaching for that invitation in, in a way that does not feel super inviting or like you want to extend me that invitation. Um, but, but what about the reverse of that, right? So your question is, how do we get curious about our partner's insecurities? Mm. And so I can say, as a pursuer, I would get curious in that very way. You've given good language about why that would not be the most successful way. But what about as a withdrawer? How would you be curious about that? It's hard because that's not in my nature mm-hmm. to be curious about that. Mm-hmm. That's a like a let sleeping dogs lie because, you know, I don't want to wake up that, you know, and I don't want to get that bark, you know. Right. Because it's, you know, it's 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 really scary for a withdrawer with, with intimacy. So, you know, with, with a withdrawer, and you can maybe speak to a pursuer, like, withdrawers struggle with intimacy with other people. Mm. You know, we struggle with, with that, with that vulnerability with others. We're really in touch with ourselves Mm. and our own insecurities Mm. and our, our own vulnerabilities. And we're, I think we're real in our, in our minds, at least in my mind, I, you know, maybe I got voices up there that, you know, are kind of going on, but you know, I talk to myself about my own insecurities in my head, you know, and I kind of walk through that and I'm open with myself in there. Very aware. Yeah. I'm very aware of those things. Uh Um, but like doing that with somebody else is super scary, super risky. Yeah. Um, so, you know, being, being vulnerable with that, being, being curious about that from, from me, it's going to be going way out of my comfort zone to do that. Um, so, but that's, that's the thing with, with vulnerability is it is a risk Yeah. and as uncomfortable as it is. If you can build an environment where that's safe to do, the rewards of that are, are you know, tremendous. So, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of equate it to like a roller coaster. So, my family we went to we went to we went to Six Flags a while back, and we went to um, uh, Carowinds before that. Mm-hmm. And they've got some super big roller coasters there, you yeah. know, and some that are that are that are kind of scary. I mean, I'm, so the the Fury, the one that had the crack in it, that that you know, oh right, that, I wrote on that like a few weeks before that, you know, before that happened, but it's 325 feet up. So you're sitting there and you're looking up at that and you're going, Oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> and, but then once you get on it, you know, and you get past that, that risk and that fear, 
you know, it was still, it was terrifying climbing up, climbing up, climbing up. Yeah. But that is one of the most fun things I've ever done. Yeah. You know, so, and not that, not that the other side of vulnerability is fun, but it's rewarding. Yes. You know, it, yes. it is like, oh. Yeah. You can relax. You know, your, your, the tension that you feel when you're, you know, thinking about, you know, talking to your partner about this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. On the other side. You get you get that that body relax that that tension in your body just it it goes away because you when it's responded to well yes um, when the when the ride stays intact yes yes yeah when the ride stays intact and it doesn't crack and you don't go flying off the tracks right it it feels it feels good on the other yeah. side yeah um but it it is it is a risk to do that yeah I absolutely love this imagery you're totally speaking my language. Um, people will probably hear in my voice that I don't have the same type of accent as you. I (laughs) am from Ohio. I am from Northern Ohio where um, Cedar Point is. Mm. And I kind of devalue other roller coaster parks or amusement (laughs) parks because Cedar Point is kind of like the roller coaster capital at least of the country, maybe, you know, it, I mean, it has some world rankings. So one of my favorite rides is um, like 410 feet tall. Mm. So, I, but I know that feeling. I grew up, I say to people, this was my swing set as a kid, you know? So I grew up riding roller coasters. And as a kid, you don't think anything of it. The ride goes up, the ride goes down, you spin around and that's it. It's over. As an adult, you become far more aware of the possibilities of how things can go wrong. Death and dismemberment. Yes. <laughs> and so I think though, Chris, what a really great image to use to describe intimacy. Mm. So we have to have some trust that the ride will stay intact. Yeah. And as an adult, we know, and it's funny, some of my high school classmates work at Cedar Point and do some engineer and mechanical work. So I get to hear about how the rides are being tended to. And I know they do, when you see uh, an empty cart um, go on the track, they're testing something. Um, and that could be preventative or it could be because something was a little funky and they want to make sure. And so as an adult, you know when you see these things that there's some effort being put into some safety and that gives you a sense of trust when you step into the car right but there's always a risk something could always go wrong and so stepping in means that you are taking that risk Mm. it's not an uninformed risk um, I guess this means that we don't just dive into the deepest vulnerability right away. Yeah. Right? We kind of warm up to that in our relationships, but we can't ever lose the sense of risk. Yeah. It's just inherent. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that kind of brings up like how I would bring it up. You know, maybe it would look something like, you know, I wanted to talk to you about something and it, I'm really kind of in knots about it. Um, and just that statement right there mm-hmm. is is vulnerable. That's mm-hmm. that's being open. You know, hey, totally. I'm, you know, I'm I'm kind of concerned about this. I'm worried about this. And maybe that helps to to drop some. You know, right. You know, to help your partner realize, oh, maybe I need to treat this with a little bit more care. Right, right here. Um, and then then you can maybe open the door to a little bit. You can test the vulnerability a little bit. Yeah. Um, and see, kind of <clears throat> see what the response is. Um. And not that that's going to work for everybody, but that's, you know, that's how I would approach it. I would, you know, maybe, 
hey, you know, I know this is a really sensitive topic. It, 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 topic. it, um, it kind of makes me nervous kind of talking about this, but I think we need to talk about it. Right. And then see what happens. Right. And then maybe after that toes in the water a little bit, okay, it feels a little bit safer. Yeah, this is this is what it's it's doing to me. And I'm you know, I'm just I'm hurt. Yeah. You know, and being able to open that up, you know, maybe you need to get a little deeper. Right. You know, it just maybe maybe baby steps into it. Yeah. And so that slower approach. Not only are you kind of testing the water, but you're also signaling to your partner and they can be very aware mm. of how to stay with you in that. Yeah. Um, but but going along with the roller coaster image, you know, any well, almost every roller coaster ride has the twists and turns. Some of them go upside down, some of them um, you know, just ha- go at super fast speed. But there is nuance to the ride. There are points where the ride slows down Mm. uh, or there's another hill that you climb, right? So it's giving you uh, multiple experiences, right? It's not all just up, down, in, out, you're done, right? Um, And so I think that is what intimacy looks like with these, these vulnerable conversations is that you have moments of relief, like, oh, okay, mm. we're not going 90 miles an hour. Yeah. We can like catch our breath for a moment. You have moments of anticipation. Oh no, we're going up a second hill. What's coming next? You have thrill where you have zero gravity moments and you're kind of floating. Um, and just the excitement of, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're doing this right now. Yeah. Um, and I think that vulnerability includes all of those components, mm. and we will have that experience. And it can also be hard to stay on the ride at any one of those points, right? When it becomes more thrilling, it could be scarier, and we could say, okay, let me off, yeah. right? But that is kind of the most dangerous thing to do on a roller coaster. Sure, sure. Yeah. Not only does it endanger you, it endangers everybody else on the Right, ride. right, right. Yeah. And you can't, you can't, you you can't stop a roller coaster. I mean, you you can. Right, right. <laughs> but you might end up upside down in a loop. Yeah. If you stop it in the middle. Abruptly, right? Yeah. But to, um, so I think what I hear you saying about like how you might be curious about uh, your partner's insecurity is that in the negative cycle of it all, mm. you might not be curious. You might say, I know that that's not a good place to go to. And so let's let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah. But if you're going to take that risk, and I think this is a good strategy to consider for both pursuers and withdrawers to sort of slow it down mm-hmm. and to be able to tune in to yourself uh, and your own experience and to share that experience with your partner at each point in the ride. Yeah. To be able to say, this is where I think this is slowing down between us. This feels really good and yeah. peaceful. Um, or I think things might be speeding up and this is a little bit scarier to share. Yeah. I think that's good. You know, when you, when you know that maybe there's a conversation that's going to happen around a topic that is vulnerable for mm-hmm. you, that you, you approach it with, with a slowed speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think curiosity can also come into it where maybe when our partner makes a move that we start to recognize that says, Hmm, maybe they're a little anxious about this mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe, maybe they're, you know, they're really thinking about something right here. Um, being curious about what it is that that's going on for them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and it's, it's a hard thing to do. And this is kind of where we kind of need support because we don't always pick up on those, you know, that body language or, Mm -hmm. you know, those things that, um, that they may do. Like there might be a a certain phrase, you know, they say, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Right. That's a, that's an indication. Yeah. You're not fine. (laughs) Um, but sometimes that's a, that's really scary, but that's also an invitation. Yes. Right. There's a block there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what you're saying is you're telling me something, but I don't really know what you're telling me. Yeah. And we run the risk of going with our own interpretation of fine and mm-hmm. reading signals through our own filter or being curious and asking for more information. Yeah. Because yeah, if you say, I'm fine. So to me, that's like, Okay, I've done something wrong. Um, you know, I'm in the doghouse now. You mm-hmm. know, there's, you know, we're we're going down this road again. All right, it's time for me to go, you know, go into my corner and hide because I've been, you know, I'm going to get scalded if I, you know, if I ask about this. Mm-hmm. But fine may not be because of me. Right. Fine, you know, I'm fine. Might be because of something that's going on at work, right? Um, something that's going on with the kids. It could be something that's going on with whatever. But if I'm yeah. not curious about what what's you know what's not fine, right? Then I don't I don't know, mm-hmm. and I miss that opportunity to to connect, right? And to show that you know, vulnerability might be okay right here. You yeah, know, this that's an opportunity to say maybe this is not as dangerous. As I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So when you are standing in line or at the base of a massive roller coaster, mm-hmm. <laughs> some blocks that might come up for you would be the fears, right? Yep. The fear of critique or attack if you take the risk to expose yourself mm-hmm. intimately. Um, you might be afraid of the risk of rejection. Yeah. Or uh, you just not being included or in, or brought close. Yeah. Um, you could be afraid of some of the experiences that you're going to have on that roller coaster ride of vulnerability. Mm. Um, maybe the thrill is scary. Maybe the slowing down is scary. Sure. Um, and so we can be blocked by some specific fears. We can be blocked in the discomfort with the experience of it and that all of those things can contribute to um, less intimacy, less emotional, physical, sexual intimacy um, that, and all of those fears, all of those experiences are also opportunities for us to lean in uh, to ourself and to our partner with curiosity uh, to see if we can ride that ride together and find more connection. Yeah. And, you know, kind of tying this back into the, to the sex component, mm-hmm. you know, um, cause, cause sex like, like physical, like naked vulnerability is, is really difficult for a lot of people. You know, there's a yeah. lot of a body image, you know, concerns, you know, fears about that fears about performance, you know, yep. and you know, I'm not, I'm not doing it right. Or, you know, I'm not satisfying you, you know, you're, you're not happy with me. You're going to, you know, go find this somewhere else, you mm-hmm. know, um, there's also a body issues, health issues, mm, right? Yeah. Endometriosis for women can lead to painful sex. Yeah. Um, childbirth can cause trauma. There can be scarring 
vaginally that that also makes sex painful sure. or less enjoyable. Like there's all kinds of things that can get in the way of that sexual connection. Yeah, yeah, erectile dysfunction with men. Yep. Um, and you know when we go into you know talking about like intimacy there, mm -hmm. you know I think it's it's really similar with emotional intimacy with being able to be open and vulnerable and being able to to talk about like well that that is kind of painful mm -hmm. or. Um, I don't like that. Let's try something else. Right. You know, and those things, you know, being able to talk about that in sex and being able to explore that is a risk. Right. You know, because you're risking that that fear, that rejection. Right. Um, you know, that that shame that might come up because you're not doing something right. Right. The sense um, I'm letting you down. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, 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 I'm, or I'm letting myself down. This is not what I want to feel yeah. or what I want to bring to our sexual relationship. Sure. So, I mean, how much how much more enjoyable would sex be if we could be like, you know, this is what I like. Right. This is how I like it. Um, you know, what do you like? How do you like it? That, oh, I didn't know that. Well, right. let's let's do this. Let's try that. I mean, and then all of a sudden it becomes such a more enjoyable experience. Right. Um, and you you feel a lot more connected, mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, yeah, you get me. Right. You get me. Right. I, yeah. This is, this is good. I like this. Think about how that is with emotional connection, how much, you know, you know, I think we can all put ourselves in that place. We're like, yeah, you know, enjoying sex. That would be so much, so much fun to be able to have, you know, how much fun would that be emotionally, emotionally with right. your partner Right. to feel like, wow, they get me. They are there with me. Right. We are on this train to get, we are riding this roller coaster together. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. And all of that happens, I think, when we invite someone in. Mm. When I invite you to see into me. Yes. Right. And what we've talked about are some really understandable and important blocks that get in the way of intimacy. Yeah. And as always, we just want to invite people to be curious about what might be blocking you. What blocks might there be in your relationship? Um, you know, even just before we wrap up, when we look at it from a relational lens, there could have been an experience. We could have had a bad roller coaster ride. Yeah. Multiple bad roller coaster <laughs> right? rides. And so it's maybe not even something inherent to each person, but like, yeah, fortune. I don't know how I grew up and I definitely don't want to bring this on myself, but I grew up riding roller coasters nearly every day. I just was home visiting and rode some roller coasters recently, and I've not been stuck on a broken down roller coaster. <laughs> Thank God. I wouldn't want to be. Yeah. See people having to walk down like 300 feet. Oh, no. Wow. Right? You can feel how scary yeah. that is. If that happened, it would be so understandable by why a person would say, I'm good with roller coasters. Yeah. I don't want to go there again. Never doing it again. I know personally how bad that could happen or be. And so there could be an experience that happens relationally, whether that's sexual, whether that's emotional, mm. right? That's sort of like, uh, we, we call them injuries, right? That would really block both partners yeah. from trying again. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense that it would be really scary to try again when you've had something that's been so impactful. You know, it could be, it could be a trauma in a relationship. Right. It can be an infidelity. It could right. be... You know, just somebody you know, like a betrayal, like when your partner yes. goes and does something behind your back, you know, buying a car without your, you know, without your, without your knowledge, you wouldn't think that affects sexual intimacy, but oh, oh yeah. boy. 
Yeah. You know, you start doing stuff like that where, you know, there's betrayals and that, yeah. you know, there's, you know, there's things that they're like, yeah, you know what? I don't like this roller coaster ride. I don't right. want to be on it anymore. I don't want to get on it. I don't want to get on it with you. Yeah. It would be like being on a ride without a seatbelt. Mm. Yeah. Right. And so that's really risky. You might be fine. The G force might keep sure. you in your seat, but, um, but I don't know that I want to take that risk mm. because I had that betrayal was so painful, so yeah. scary. Um, and maybe we need to talk a little bit more about betrayals because they're tricky to define. You, you gave some good examples, but sure. I'm just thinking of another episode idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's definitely something that we, we get into yeah. um, because it's a really important, important topic to talk about. Cause those are, those are things you really I mean, not that we don't need support for other stuff, but you really need support sure. when there's been a betrayal, when right. there's been an infidelity, when there's been something that has made you really not even want to go to the amusement park with, with your partner. Exactly. You know, more or less get on a roller coaster with them. Right, right. But to wrap up this episode, mm -hmm. um, we know that what we're going for with deeper connection is a sense of intimacy, is an ease with intimacy of all varieties. Yeah. We kind of want to reclaim that word intimacy to not only mean sex, but to speak to many aspects of our connection. And again, to be curious about what blocks us in our intimacy with ourselves, right? How well are we seeing into ourselves, And are we inviting our partner to see into me? Yes. Into me see. I got it right that time. You did. <laughs> feeling stuck or if anything in this episode resonated with you where this is kind of going on in your relationship and you'd like some more support through this um, we've got some resources for you yeah you might want the support of an EFT therapist and you can find one in your area by going to ICEEFT.com and search by location or we would love to have you attend one of our workshops and we will include registration information in the show notes. Thank you.